Hello world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning world, Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. I am so glad you could join me today, and it never ceases to amaze me that what is going on in my life just manifests when I want to talk about a subject. I went straight to my uh, meditation book today just to see what today's date had to offer just in case it was slightly better a topic than what I wanted to talk about and I literally laughed. So first of all, this is my 100th show. And when I knew this 100th show was coming up two weeks ago, I really, really wanted to finally get through my notes. Actually, this is very relevant to today's topic, actually. Through my notes and through some recordings that I've been working on for a number of months on body type and on body image, really, and how we view ourselves and a lot of the hangups we have. I'll get there. I was really hoping that would be the 100th episode, but you know what? Life just hasn't worked out that way. And what's funny is today's topic was feeling overwhelmed is a trap. And let me tell you how overwhelmed I have felt the last week and a bit, couple weeks. It's been crazy. In fact, I don't think I podcasted last week. So as some of you, my regular listeners know, I am trying to desperately really ramp down an accounting portion of my business that I've had for, you know, 26, 27 years, more or less. And, uh, And it's just work I don't want to do anymore. I also struggle with it through uh, some of my issues with my fibromyalgia. My memory has some issues and recalling things is getting very stressful. So that's not enjoyable work. Plus, I have an entirely new business that we're launching and that I'd like to spend time working at and gaining more clients in, blah, blah, blah. But you know, you have these great plans and then life steps in. So take a look at your life while I'm telling you about mine and see if you can find some comparisons. It's not the specifics I'm talking about. It's the things that literally suck our time or that we start making mountains out of molehills or we have what we call, what do we, uh, there was an expression in the 90s. I was in a coaching class once and they talk about stuff that falls off the side of your desk. In fact, I was Googling something online the other day and there was this fellow that did a paper on uh, the one, two, three, something about importance levels, you know, gaining, giving things a priority. And it's amazing. Uh, oh, I remember back in the 90s, it was talked about if you leave it, you know, does it, is it a fire? Do you need to deal with it immediately? If you leave it for 24 hours, will it solve itself? If you leave it for 24 days, will it solve itself? You know, these types of things, you need to kind of stand back and say to yourself, is this all a crisis right this minute? Or am I sort of making it this way? Because let me tell you, your ego and your subconscious has a brilliant way, brilliant and unhelpful way of making you think that you are living in crisis all the time. And truly we're not. We have busy lives, there's things going on. But again, you're the only one who can control you. The only thing you can control is you. So for the most part, it's learning how to manage your reaction to the situation. So here's what's going on for me have an exchange student in her home now. And I got to say, going back to being like a full-time mom to a 16 year old is, is tough. Actually, I'm not going to lie. I'm used to going to the grocery store once every couple of weeks, Costco once a month, maybe I'm in Costco weekly. And that still doesn't mean I'm not in a grocery store once a week as well. I've never, boys just, they never stop eating. 
Plus, you need to sit down as a family again. And I have to say, when it's just you and your husband, we've sort of gotten into some bad habits of maybe not always sitting down to an actual dinner every night. And we're actually quite comfortable with leftovers. Lots of little things that I realized we got lazy about that just went out the window when you're responsible for a body again. My grown son has moved home from South Africa to take a full-time job back here in Canada. And he's living with us for a little bit until he finds his feet and where he's going to want to put down his roots. So I've got another grown man in the house. And then there's my husband. We are renovating the upper floor of our house and I am pushing that like a crazy person. Now I do have to kind of laugh. My exchange students from Brazil. I'm a rather impatient person. I'm not gonna try and hide that. I don't sugarcoat it. As I've gotten older and more mature, the reaction is still the same. How I manage my, uh, how I work, sorry, the emotional reaction is the same. It really hasn't changed much since I was 16. But how I physically react and play out in my life has changed greatly. That's just maturity and self-discipline and learning consequences of actions. That being said, my next door neighbor is a, just a little segue, is a contractor. And he was talking with my husband the other day, you know, saying, you know, Shelly's, um, I think her expectations are a little too high. Well, you know what? I've always been that way. But the bottom line is it's getting done. If I let the contractors do their own thing without any input, I would be moving into my upstairs in December, not in the two weeks from now that I'm planning to for November 1st. Because people just, I don't know. Sometimes there's just people with, I swear there's a lot of people with a lot of ADD tendencies out there that just sometimes need to be corralled. It's like herding kittens. Well, you know what? There's work that needs to get done. And when I see just days and days go by with nothing getting done, then I go look for another contractor to say, hey, I need you to fill this gap. We need to move this along. Painting needs to be done here. Floors still have to be laid. It's just, it's quite humorous actually. But at the same token, I do recognize that I'm impatient and that I am need to get stuff done. That is what who I am as a person. It is what drives me. So I'm not an easy person to work for sometimes. Uh, and I don't mean just in a job situation. I mean, when I hire you to do something in my life, doesn't matter what it is, I have very high expectations and I'm very clear on that. And I don't actually apologize for it. But I do have to be careful that I'm not running roughshod over the world because I, I could quite easily. That being said, my exchange student, coming back to the topic, he's been kind of laughing at me going, Shelly, you're going to be moving upstairs in two weeks. I said, well, I think so, if the floors get laid. He says, in Brazil, you'd be a year doing this reno, if not longer, not two, not a month or two months. You'd be a year, a year and a half. And I'm looking at him going, I'd lose my mind. He goes, yeah, well, again, it's expectations. He says, we understand that's how long it's going to take. I had a friend, and this is a 16-year-old kid, okay? I have a friend who his mom was redoing the living room in Brazil and a year and a half later they were still working on that. And I'm like, oh, oh honey, that no, never in my life would that happen. I actually would have lost my mind. So right now I'm finding it a little bit humorous that four adults are living in this, I would say, I'd call, my husband doesn't like it when I call it a basement suite because it really is the lower half of a house. But to me, it's still the basement, maybe above ground, but it's the lower half of the house. And there's a fair bit of square footage, but it's still four adults and two bathrooms and, and they're all grown adults and everyone needs to be out the door at the same time in the morning. So I'm not the only one that's sort of getting a little impatient and our hot water system went down. So Renos, some of my contractors were kind of not getting the job done, had to bring in some extra help. 
our water system went down. Now, I don't have a hot water tank. I have an on-demand system that runs this whole house. The cost of getting that fixed just about sent me into a fit, <laughs> but it had to be done. system was 14 years old and it was done. Everyone was having cold showers. Three grown men that are literally eating me out of house and home. Some bookkeeping clients that are not regular. They had one of emergencies that were just sucking my time. And I'm not getting through the coursework I need to be getting through for a coaching program I'm doing. Yeah, got to say the last two weeks. Oh, and I caught a cold. Last two weeks have not been spectacular. So I open up the book today and feeling overwhelmed as a trap. Now, a couple of good things that have been happening. Again, you can only manage yourself. I started reading The Secret again. And even if it's like two lines at night, I'm fine with that. Just something positive going into my brain as I'm going to sleep so I do not spiral into despair because that happens for me very easy. It happens to a lot of people very easy. So that is where the discipline comes into to it and building new habits. I know that if I read a trashy book at night, because they are my weaknesses, trashy romance novels have been since I was 12 years of age. My mother never should have let me read Hardicum romances. So when I'm trying to escape... I read trashy romance novels. Well, unfortunately, that sometimes you get into this, it's all overwhelming and I'm feeling sorry for myself and you just don't feel like you're getting any rest. I read at night. Well, that's great. But when I'm not in a positive, excuse me, frame of mind, I read too late in the night. And so instead of being asleep at 1030, I'm still reading at midnight. Bad. Because those kids are still up at seven, needing rides to wherever and lunch is made. I can't live on that little sleep, unfortunately, with my fibromyalgia. I've got to have eight or nine hours. So that's see where the bad habit. I, I know that in advance. So when I do it, I'm making a choice and I'm making a poor choice. Whereas I went and got the book, The Secret, out of my other bedroom, because my son's in it right now, put it by my bedside table, and as a discipline, I'm making myself read a little bit of it every night before I fall asleep. Well, do you know what? I can't read that for an hour and a half. So I tend to be back asleep before 11, which is a big bonus. Then I got a new book on my Audible, and that is a fabulous app if you're in North America. I don't know if it's worldwide, but I pay a fee and I get a free book every month. Listen to it in my car, and I'm listening to The Outliers. Now, that's sort of new this week, so I've had this huge two weeks. I made some discipline willpower, bottom line willpower choices to try and get myself through it. I'm also very fortunate that I have a husband that, when it comes to me at least, he's quite astute. And he's been watching me the last week going, you're about to crash. And I'm like, yep, yep, I am. <laughs> so here's the deal. I wish I could go 24-7 like the maniac I was in my 30s. I can't. That's just the deal. So I took Saturday and I stayed in bed. I actually was quite sick with the cold and I just literally slept. I was also babysitting my neighbor's dog who gets a little anxiety ridden as well when he's away from his parents. He's a little boxer thing. So he sleeps at the end of the bed with me all day. So I rest and I'm thinking, oh, I'm probably going to be tired tomorrow. No, 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 no. I wake up Sunday like the horse out of the gate at the racetrack and we garden for hours. It was sunny here and unreasonably warm. And I was a maniac. So I could hardly walk in the afternoon because I usually tend to overdo it. But I gave myself permission to have that day of rest. I'm not going to lie. My husband sort of looked at me. And he was a bit annoyed. It's weekend time. But the thing is, he also understands, even though he hates to admit it, 
I had been working long all week. In fact, he had been, I had dinner ready, but he was putting it together at night because I was still in my office after the contractors kept me busy all day. I was now dealing with client work past dinner time. And he's been on the couch for four hours already. So he did nothing Monday to Friday. Well, Saturday hit and I crashed. But now he's got a bit of energy to do the yards. I'm like, well, you're doing them on your own. So someone can look at that situation and see the reality of it and still feel a bit resentful. Like, how come you get to rest? Because you rested all week. You came home from work at 4 or 4.30 and you did nothing till bedtime. Whereas that wasn't my life for the week. You can probably see that in your own life. You might see it at work. You might see it in your home life. Perception is a really tough thing to get over and to get around for most people. All they see is the here and now or their own perspective on maybe what's been happening or they don't accept perhaps their own behavior or recognize someone else's. Those things can all play a part in this, in the whole scenario. But that's okay. He didn't really say anything. He just kind of gave me the look and I said, hey, I'm sorry. I've, I've got to sleep or you know I'll be down for days and I can't take that risk right now. So that's something you might want to think about in your own life. Where are you pushing yourself that's going to have a worse effect down the road than if you just slowed down right now, maybe smelt the flowers. I know I'm on a little segue here and got things on a little bit of a program. So that's what I did. So here's the overwhelming part. Because feeling overwhelmed, just you know, that is a trap. It is, it is almost like a psychological chaos that's going on in our bodies, minds, and spirits where we, we stand and look at things and say, this all needs to be done. Well, you know, it's funny now that I think about it as I'm sitting podcasting. I had a moment like this in my teen years. I can't even remember why, but I was asked to speak in my church to give a testimony. And I was in senior high school. And I was feeling overwhelmed. So obviously I've had this tendency most of my life. And as an achiever, it doesn't surprise me because I do have a tough time saying no. I always take on more than I can do. And up until I got sick, I work best under pressure. In fact, I, I really do work best under pressure. And I needed, to, I needed to start being aware of that to figure out where I needed to create a little urgency to kickstart that portion of my personality without overwhelming myself and crashing. There's that, you know that seesaw swing back and forth. So very aware of my own personality and, and trying to manage that. So I remember talking about this on the pulpit saying how I looked at all this coursework, it was, it was very overwhelming, but you know, I sat down, I prayed about it and realized I just had to tackle it one task at a time. Unfortunately, the trap that we get into with being overwhelmed is we start telling ourselves that I'm too busy, I can't do that, and now it's all pressing in on me and I can't do anything. And you can you hear my voice ramping up? That's, we start breathing heavy. We think, I'm going to have an, I'm having an anxiety attack. I'm actually having a heart attack and, and life is overwhelming. And what do we do? We do nothing and we go hide. That is the majority, rea- the, the majority of people react to that situation by actually getting nothing done because we tend to shut down. So this isn't like depression. When you're having feeling overwhelmed or having anxiety, it's usually because everything is coming at you and everything seems overwhelming. And what do we do? We keep resisting. <laughs> Been there, done that. And stress and pressure build up and create that, that anxiety and that I can't breathe feeling in your chest. 
However, feeling overwhelmed leads to, leads to getting stuck. We not only, you know, don't do anything, we, we kind of get stuck. And then now that's another illusion that we're stuck in. And then the next thing is, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Sorry, guys. I'll come back to that in just a second. What we need to say to ourselves, and hopefully the, the third point of that whole thing, I really do sometimes need to take, to take notes, is how do we handle it? Now, for me, like I said, I started... I made a point of going into the other bedroom, grabbing the secret, putting it beside my bed. So a positive thought was going into my head every night because I'm not going to lie. I was starting to feel the negative thoughts were building up again and the woe is me and the I can't handle all this and I've taken on too much, which you know what? I have no different life than anybody else. Even if I am back to being a parent at 52 when I wasn't, I'm not going to work into an office full time and managing this. It is part of my job this house has to earn an income and if we chose not to have renters then now we've chosen to have students so those students are paying to live with us and they're paying to be looked after and I may do it of love and affection and sharing my home but I'm still getting paid for that so there are that is no different than you know most other people on the planet excuse me so what we need to do is make a list make a task figure out what's most important. Yes, you do need to make that phone call. I had a phone call and an email from two different, two completely unrelated things that I put off for four days, got to the end of the day, realized it was 1030 at night and went, again? You forgot to do that again? And you must think or wonder what other people are thinking, thinking you can't pick up the phone for two seconds, but you just get on this gerbil wheel, this treadmill, and it's the next task, the next task, the next task. So sometimes it really is about clearing an hour and that can be done. It's really just how important is this to you to get out of this drain that you're circling? Okay, so what's bothering you that needs to get done? What's pulling at you? What's causing you to feel overwhelmed? Make a list. Now put the list aside and begin taking one simple action. This has worked for me since I was 16 years of age. It is almost entertaining to me that at 52, I forget. The good news is I remember quicker than when I was younger to come back to the simple disciplines of how to get through these types of situations, okay? Once you do that and get done get done a few things, the stress will start to alleviate and you will be able to breathe again and now everything seems manageable. Where I caution you at this point, because this is a terrible flaw in my personality, is as soon as I've created that breathing space, I take something else on. It's like, no, I've created the breathing space to finish the task list, to focus on what's most important. So do not let yourself get pulled into that psychological craziness. It's a human being thing, I swear. It is not just something that goes with people like my personality. For a lot of people, maybe the term I should be using or the um, comparison is it's almost like we're addicted to the chaos so if you're addicted to that chaos I would take a good long look at that okay totally different podcast but just a word I would take a look very closely at that tendency in your life okay we can't deny the pull of life in fact another book that I was listening to last month just because if I've got nothing else to listen to I always stick on Jim Rohn he is my go-to, even if I'm just going to the store for 10 minutes. In 10 minutes, I will pick up another little pearl of wisdom, a little, little reminder, don't forget to do these things out of his teachings. And one of the things he teaches that goes, to me goes a little bit with this overwhelming uh, 
trap thing that we put ourselves into is the seasons. The difference between, and I am so segueing here, between successful and unsuccessful people is successful people know that winter is going to come. We do not live in any way, shape, or form that some fantasy world is that once we achieve something, it's going to be there forever. Now, don't just don't get me wrong. I believed that when I was younger, that I was going to accomplish something, and then that would be, whoo, I've arrived. That is not how it works. The difference I've learned now in my life is sometimes there's gain and loss and I will make it back or things will turn around, the sun will come out. But the seasons happen no matter what. Fall follows summer, excuse me, winter follows fall, spring follows winter. And you just can't, as Jim Rohn says, rip winter off the calendar and make it go away. So remember that. It's actually a fabulous fundamental. I'm, I've, I want a podcast, actually. I want to listen to his podcast and make some really great notes and share a, a good segment of that section of, of his book with all of you because it's a mindset. But the trick is, and I talk about this so often with opportunities, is to be ready for them. But if you're not working with the seasons in your life, and I know I've mentioned this before, the chaos cycle that is taught by... Um, my girlfriend that does the sacred gifts course, knowing when you need to be quiet and introspective or learning or resting or planning and then going into action, the seasons and that sort of thing are really no different. But if you plan, if you plant, if you reap, then you sow, these cycles will always happen. And if you mentally and emotionally prepare yourself that life is always going to be this way, then you can ride out the lows so much better and you can enjoy the highs so much more. You can truly embrace it and, and enjoy that, those moments of prosperity or growth and not maybe get into debt or not overextend, not become boastful, you know, just thinking that, hey, I've arrived. So many people that get rich quickly, for instance, just get that, hey, I have arrived attitude. And that actually is their downfall because, you know, five years later, they've lost it all, that sort of idea. You need to learn to understand that there are the seasons, manage them and know that they will always come. The ups and downs, highs and lows, even spaces, they will always come. And acceptance of that will give you a much more successful life. Now, back to the overwhelming. Uh, Sorry, what's our girl's name? Melody Beattie. Her closing comment on her devotion today was surrendering to, surrendering to the simple truths. Even the simple truth of what we're really feeling will always set us free. So the second we bottle, block, and build in our own mind and in our own soul, that's where the anxiety comes from. That's where that overwhelming sensation comes from. And everything backs up. If you could breathe, if you could just sit alone, or like for some people do better with someone else, just brainstorming. Or sit alone, make a list, take 30 minutes and then say, I'm, I'm going to do this one thing now. I'm going to do this one thing tomorrow and do not take on anything else. That is a discipline. You must learn it. And don't beat yourself up when you fail. Just know that next time you're going to do better. Successful people as well understand that the only place you learn is through failure. We do not learn through success. We learn some, but that's not where our big lessons in life come from. Our big lessons come from failure. Okay, so remember that. Manage it with grace, manage it with gratitude, and make a better decision the next time.
All right, I could actually take this right on to a whole segue on success right now, but I'm not going to. I'm going to behave myself and I'm going to wish you all a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the 100th episode of this podcast. Please subscribe to me on uh, iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher Radio. You can find us on Facebook. There is a Facebook page under coulda, woulda, shoulda. And for ladies that like fashion and know-how and that sort of thing, there is a YouTube channel under Living Well with Shell, and it's, it's kind of fun. Hopefully the website will be done next month. It's being it's under construction right now, and I'm very, very excited to launch that and share with, with all of you more of uh, what goes on in my life and in my practice. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today, and if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.